Welcome to a belated edition of Monday Musings. Yes, you read the title of this podcast episode correctly. Yeshiva University's annual forum sale is once again refusing to carry Kahana on the Parsha, a book which contains 104 Divrei Torah by Rabbi Meir Kahana and his son Binyamin Kahana. Now, you would think that after the horrific attacks of October 7th, the forum sale would be rushing to sell Rabbi Kahana's books. But no, because you have to understand, YU is a very tolerant place, but only when it comes to heresy and woke causes. When it comes to policies that would save Jewish lives in Israel, YU is very intolerant. Now, this scandal actually began eight years ago. It was two years after I published Kahana on the Parsha. I offered to sell this book to the Svarim sale, as I had the previous year. In 2015, I offered to sell them Kahana on the Parsha, along with some of my other books, like Movers and Shakers. That's my book of interviews. The Svarim sale sold the book. The next year, I came to them again. And they said, oh, no, this year, I don't think we could sell the book. I said, why can't you sell the book? They said, well, because the previous year some people complained. Also, people will think we endorse Kahana if we carry the book. I said, you carry every book under the sun. You carry 10,000 titles. You're basically like a bookstore. You're like a library. No one thinks that a bookstore or library endorses every book on its shelves. I said, you sell books by Mordechai Kaplan. You sell books by Louis Jacobs, by David Walpe, by David Galinkin, by Shmuley Bateach. Now, for those of you who don't know, Mordechai Kaplan was the founder of Reconstructionist Judaism. And he actually was a true halachic apikoris, since he was very knowledgeable and had smicha from Orthodox Rabbanim. David Walpe is a conservative rabbi who made headlines years ago for publicly stating that Yetzirah Mitzrayim never happened. Louis Jacobs was a British rabbi whose views were problematic enough that even the highly tolerant Rabbi Jonathan Sachs refused to attend his funeral when he passed away in 2006. David Lincoln is another conservative rabbi and a conservative posek, quote-unquote, whatever that's supposed to mean. And Shmuley Bateach, well, Shmuley Bateach doesn't need any introduction, but the storm sale actually had the chutzpah to sell his Kosher Jesus book. So I asked this forum sale had, how in the world can you sell books by these people but not sell a book by Mayor Kahana? I didn't get a response. The answer was no, and that was that. So I protested. I hung up signs on Yeshiva University's campus, and I stood outside the sale with a big sign and handing out flyers. Well, needless to say, the forum sale managers were not happy with me. They were not used to having protests. Everyone in the sale was asking about, why aren't you selling this Kahana book? The heads of the forum sale came out to me and said, why are you doing this? How come you're handing out these flyers? I said, it's very simple. You refuse to sell Rabbi Kahana's books. Rabbi Kahana was a hero. But you don't have to agree with him. You're selling 10,000 titles. It's just one book among many. Just sell his book too. No, they refused. I said, well, if you refuse, I'm I'm going to continue protesting. And that was that. Fast forward the next year. I was not in the mood to protest again the next year. First of all, I don't particularly like face-to-face confrontations. And my bosses at the Jewish press actually were intimidated the previous year by an angry phone call by one of these farm sale managers. In retrospect, that should have been a, a warning sign to me that while the Jewish press speaks tough, it will run for the hills at the first sign of leftist pressure, a lesson I learned the hard way in 2021. But in any event, so protesting in 2017 wasn't really an option, or at least protesting the way I wanted to protest wasn't really going to be an option. The storm sale didn't know that. But anyways, I approached the storm sale and I said, look, I don't want to go through a repeat of last year. Let's work something out. And the storm sale manager, the CEO, was a new CEO. Every single year, it's a new CEO because it's a student-run storm sale. But he knew about the protest because he had worked the previous year. And he said, look, thank you so much for approaching me. But because of what you did last year, I don't really want to sell the book this year. But I'll tell you what, if you promise me, 
that you're not going to protest this year. I will, you know, basically ensure that the book is sold the next year. I can't guarantee it, he said, but I will make sure I'll put in a very, very strong recommendation to the next year's CEO. I'll tell him what happened. I'll tell him about our agreement. Okay, I didn't want to make a big deal for all the reasons I just mentioned. So I said to him, fine. The next year, I fill out the independent vendors form like I had previous years. But this firm sale didn't get back to me. They didn't sell the book. They broke the agreement. The next year, I said to myself, you know what? Because the year that they refused to sell the book, 2016, one of the main people behind this farm sale said, well, what if we sell a book by Kahana, but not your book by Kahana? All right, so they're being childish. They want to save face. So I thought to myself, you know what? Let me do it that way. So I wrote to Mrs. Kahana. Yes, Rabbi Mayor Kahana's wife is still alive, Baruch Hashem. And I said to her, would you mind perhaps selling your husband's books directly to this farm sale? She agreed. And so the farm sale that year sold Kahana's books. I think they sold Revolution or, or Referendum. That's one title. That's his last book, a great book, by the way. They sold Uncomfortable Questions by Comfortable Jews. I think they sold Why Be Jewish. And I actually was much happier that way. I'd much rather people buy Kahana's political books than they buy his Divrei Torah. So I was very happy. And I was Mrs. Kahana's point man. She sent the books to me. I brought those books to the sale. That happened that year in 2019. It happened the next year, 2020. But even the next year, Mrs. Kahana said, look, I don't really want to spend the time. If you don't mind, Elliot, could you fill out the forms for me? So I did it for her. I basically was one doing everything, but officially it was under Mrs. Kahana's name. And they sold again the books the next year. That's 2020. 2021 is COVID. No sale. 2022, it's half COVID. There's a sale, but it's toned down only if you're, only if you're vaccinated. You know, because of course, Chaz Shalom, they should go there not vaccinated. 2023 is last year. I thought to myself, okay, Mrs. Kahana, I don't want to bother her again. You know, she's a woman in her mid to late 80s. She lost a husband. She lost two children. I'm not interested in bothering her anymore. And look, it was 2023. I protested in 2016. No one who's running the sale now was involved when I protested. None of them were there. They were all freshmen in high school at best. So I said to myself, okay, this is water under the bridge. I'm not going to bother Mrs. Kahana. I'm just going to fill out an independent vendor's form. I listed all my books. I took pictures of all the the covers because they asked you to do that. They said, great. I dropped off the books way in advance of the sale. Good. Wonderful. I go to the sale, two weeks into the sale, and I went to a lecture. I met a lady there who remembered me from YU. She liked me. She said, oh, I want to buy your book. I said, well, I buy books at this farm sale. Great. I come down to this farm sale like five minutes later, and she says, I can't find your book. I said, that's strange. It should be here. I look for it. I can't find it. I go over to the farm sale manager. His name is Moshe Nasser. That's an interesting name, by the way. Nasser was the person who started the Six-Day War, killed a lot of Jews. But this is Moshe Nasser, so you know the Jewish version, hopefully a good guy. And So I said, what happened to the book? He said, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'll look into it. I'm... After I spoke to him, I go around to look for the other books, the Kahana books. The Kahana books are not there either. Then I look for the book by Rabbi Dove Katz that I sold about the Muslim movement. That book is not there either. Then I look for my mother's book because for my mother's uh, special birthday a few years ago, I collected many of her articles that she had written and interviews that she had done. I look for her book. Her book is not there either. I said, that's weird. I look for this farm sale manager again. I can't find him. So when I go, go back home, I email him. I said, you know, I, I thought only my book was missing, but all my books are missing. What's going on? I don't want to go through the whole history, but the short end of it is I emailed him and called him and his assistant numerous, numerous times. Every single day was another answer. I said, you know, this farm sale is ending in a week. Please, could you locate my books and put them up for sale? Oh, yeah, we're going to look into it. Every day was another excuse. 
And I was trying to be down the I said, it's not possible that seven years later they would hold a grudge. These people were not around. It's just, it's just not possible they would hold a grudge like that. Like These are from Jews. From Jews don't hold grudges. From Jews are not allowed to hold grudges. It just can't be. But finally, after like five or six days, I realized that they're not selling the book. Obviously, this is on purpose, and they're lying about it. So I wrote them a very long email saying that this behavior is absolutely outrageous. And I went through the entire history, how I submitted eight books for sale, how they took them, but they never sold them. And they never even let me know that, that they weren't selling them. And I ended off that, that the way they've treated me is so outrageous that I plan on publicizing what they did to the entire campus and beyond, unless they give me answers about what happened. They still have not answered me what actually happened to my books. As soon as they sent that email, I got an almost immediate response by not the sperm cell, by an associate dean at YU, Michael Strauss. He's an associate dean at the business school. And he gives me the royal treatment. I'm so sorry. Can I speak to you over the phone? Could we meet? And they, they shouldn't have treated you this way. And they're little kids. They're mature. Then he says, yeah, there was. It was what happened seven years ago. I said, seven years ago? They're holding grudge from seven years? He said, I know it's not right, but please don't. I said, I'm going to protest. I said, no, please don't protest. Just you write to me. Next year, everything's going to go great next year. You're going to write to me and early. Next year, you write to me very early. We're going to get together. We're going to meet with the heads of the farm sale. We're going to make sure everything goes smoothly. Just please don't protest. I agree they acted terribly to you. He gave me the royal treatment. He was a real businessman, very smooth. So I said to myself, you know what? It's not worth it. It was like the last day of the sale. For me to protest the last day of the sale, if he's going to take care of things, in the future, everything will be good. I'm going to drop the issue. So this year, 2024, I write to Michael Strauss two months in advance. I say, you told me everything's going to go smoothly. Here we are, early December. He says, great. Thank you so much. Send me the title. What, what do you want to sell? I send him the titles. He's CCing the farm sale people. I write to them. I don't hear back. Long story short, I don't want to go through the entire thing, but every week was another story. And finally, last week, I say, you know, it's, it's a week before the farm sale. I haven't heard back from anybody except once. What is going on? This is ridiculous. You promised me things would go smoothly. They're clearly procrastinating. They're clearly playing me again. They clearly have no interest in selling the books. And he, say, he writes to me, I'm so sorry you feel this way. I'm going to speak to one of the heads of this farm sale. Tomorrow morning, I'll get back to you. The next morning, he says, um, you know what? I would just drop off all the books you want to sell to this farm sale, and then we'll be sorted out later. That's when I knew for sure they weren't going to sell the books because it's not the way they operate. If you ask this farm sale to sell the books, they either say yes or no. They don't say just drop off all your books. And schlep all your books over here and we'll decide later. That's not the way they operate. That's not the way any business operates. So that's when I knew they weren't going to sell it. The next day, the farm sale manager says, oh, yeah, just uh, let me know when you want to drop off, off the books. I said, well, could you please let me know which books? Also, please let me know which time. When should I come over? Morning, night? What number should I call when I get there to make sure someone's there to pick up the books? I never hear back from them. The associate dean, Michael Strauss, writes to them the next day, says, I trust you're meeting with Mr. Resnick today. He never answered that email, not to me, not to Dean Strauss. Okay, so here we are on Tuesday. This farm sale started on Sunday. I hung up signs at YU today all over the campus, letting everyone know about what happened. And I'm letting my podcast audience now know what happened. This is, again, the farm sale refusing to sell Kahana. This is after October 7th. 1,200 Jews were killed that day. Many people recognize that had we listened to Kahana years ago, that attack would never have happened. And I'll tell you one other thing, which I mentioned in the flyers that I hung up at YU today. The Pew Research Center, which is a very, very respected polling center, one of the probably only remaining respected polling centers in America that both the right and left still trust. They did a study in 2016, and they found that 48% of Jews in Israel think that we should expel the Arabs from the land of Israel. 48%. That is a 
huge, huge number. Now, even if you claim that the Pew Research Center has it wrong, so let's say they have it wrong by a magnitude of 100%. So it's not 48%, it's only half of that. It's 24%. Still, that's a huge, huge number. So we're talking about a quarter to a half of Israel's population thinks we should kick out the Arabs, but the Sforum cell refuses to sell a book by America Hanna? After October 7th? I mean, are you kidding me? And again, this is the YU that has super, super tolerant YU. You know, this is the YU that even founded an LGBT club, which they say wasn't exactly an LGBT club, but it basically was an LGBT club. And it was enough of an LGBT club that even the National Review, which is a conservative outlet, was fooled enough to report that YU started an LGBT club. They have, I wonder if they still do this. When I was a student at YU, they had special candles at, at Yitzhak or Ben's yard site. Celebrating Yitzhak Rabin's yard site. Yitzhak Rabin, a traitor to the Jewish people, a someone who gave the Arabs how many machine guns did he give them? Ten thousand, twenty thousand. So he has you know tons of Jewish blood on his hands, but you know and he gave up land, which is which of course immediately led to Jewish deaths, hundreds of Jewish deaths. So Rabin is fine, and I think Tanyo's book is sold in the farm sale. All these people are fine. All these Israeli leaders uh, who are responsible for hundreds of Jewish deaths. All those people are wonderful. They're great people. We could tolerate them. We could tolerate LGBT people. We could have an event at YU, a pro-abortion event, which they had. They could invite a female reform rabbi to speak at YU, which they did. YU had a transgender professor teacher at the girls' school at Stern College for a decade. So that's okay. We are very talented at YU. We have art classes during which we show paintings with naked women. We have Bible classes in which we teach kfira. Or kfira according to many, many people. Maybe it's not kfira according to everybody, but according to many from people, it would be kfira. We have a professor who wrote an article saying explicitly we should ignore the halacha about LGBT. Ignore it. He wrote that openly. He says, I know it's a halacha, but it's not kindness, and I prefer kindness over halacha. He wrote that. He teaches at YU. All this is fine. All this is tolerated. But Mayor Kahana, a man who all he wanted to do was a separation of populations. Mayor Kahana's viewpoint was endorsed by Franklin Roosevelt. Herbert Hoover, the British government, for heaven's sake, the British government in 1936, the Peel Commission, one of the recommendations was to kick the Arabs out of the entire region of the plains, you know, where Tel Aviv is, that whole area. When they want to have two states, they said have two states. The Jews are going to get the, the coastal area, and we're going to kick out all the Arabs from the coastal area. The British government endorsed this. There was an exchange of populations in Turkey and Greece. There was an exchange of populations between India and Pakistan. Poland and Czechoslovakia kicked out, I think, 10 or 12 million Germans after World War II. Which, by the way, was a good thing, because one reason World War II started was because Hitler said, oh, all these Germans here in Czechoslovakia, they really ought to be living under Germany. And not all those Germans were very loyal, necessarily, to their host countries either. So the Poles and the Czechs said, you know what, we're not interested in having Germans in our country anymore. Go to Germany. They kicked them out after World War II. You know, if you have a problem in Shul, your kids are fighting, what do you do? Separation. You sit on one side of me, the other kid sits on the, on the other side. It doesn't make any sense to have two people who hate each other right next to each other. So if Jews and Arabs both think the same land as theirs, it doesn't make sense to keep them together. And by the way, leftists agree with this. Leftists don't think Jews and Arabs should be living together either. That's why they want to give the Arabs an Arab state in the West Bank and do what? And kick out all the Jews from the West Bank. Because they also realize that Jews and Arabs can't live together. So the only difference between leftists and Kahana is that leftists think we should kick the Jews out and Kahana thought we should kick the Arabs out. So Kahana had a very normal Solution. A solution, again, endorsed by two presidents. By the way, this is well documented. You can read a book called A Historical Survey of Proposals to Transfer Arabs from Palestine, 1895 to 1947. I'll have a link in the episode description to this book by Rabbi Dr. Chaim Simmons. It is a great book in terms of documentation. 
has like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of footnotes of every major person. Many people, I think John Gunther, many normal mainstream people thought transfer was a wonderful, sane solution to the problem of how we're going to have peace in the Middle East. You have peace by not having two people who hate each other living in the same land. So for this crime of suggesting that Jews and Arabs shouldn't be living together, Americana's books are banned. It is insane. It is insane on all levels, and it's insane that YU, the super tolerant YU, should do this. So here's my suggestion. Write to the firm sale. Tell them this is outrageous, because it is outrageous. Write to the firm sale. The CEO is Yosef Silver. If you want, you can also, if you find Moshe Nasser's email address from last year, you could give him a piece of your mind also, because he's a real piece of work. Maybe you want to suggest to him he changed his last name too while you're at it. But anyways, Yosef Silver is the CEO of this year's sale. Write to Yosef Silver. His email address is ysilver at thesfarmsale.com. Again, that's ysilver at thesfarmsale.com. Sfarm has an O, not an A. And write to him. You know, some people don't write emails because it's going to take too long. So if you want to write a long email, great. But if not, you don't need to write a long email. Just one line, just saying, I am outraged that the Sfarm sale is not carrying Rabbi Merkahana's books this year. I insist that why you be tolerant and carry them. That's all you have to write. Just one liner, two liner. Or I just heard on a podcast that you refuse to carry Kahana on the Parsha. This is a grave injustice. I insist that you carry it. Just something like that. You could use that exact language. You could use other language. But don't make it complicated because often we don't want to protesting because we feel I'm not a writer. I don't know what to say. You don't need anything complicated. One line, two lines. That's it. Because there needs to be pushback. This is ridiculous. They can't just be super tolerant to the left and not tolerant to the right. Especially after October 7th. This is utterly absurd. Rabbi Kahana's ideas could save lives. And I think all of us have a responsibility to spread Rabbi Kahana's ideas. And it's not just his idea per se, by the way. I don't really think it's, it's necessarily the, the expelling the Arabs. It's an attitude. It's a certain toughness. It's a certain attitude of, this is our land, and you will not dare harm a hair on the head of a Jew. You will not dare. And if you so much dare, we will teach you a lesson that you will not forget for 100 years. It's a Kahana attitude. It's not necessarily a Kahana solution. You wouldn't even need Kahana solution if you had a Kahana attitude. The Arabs would learn their lesson very, very, very quickly. It's not actually that difficult. All right, I've said enough. Again, I really urge you, I'm going to have the email address of Yosef Silver in the episode description. Please write to Yosef Silver. Tell him that you find this unacceptable and demand that this farm sale carries Kahana on the Parsha, that they end this campaign against Kahana and they end this personal campaign of revenge against me.